broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Thank you for being with us. Lots going on at the national and the state level. Of course, uh, General Assembly's underway. Lots of things bubbling and boiling over there. Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman joins us now on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Welcome to the program. Good to get to know you virtually. I haven't met you personally, but I listen to you on the air here. Nice to well, know you. Mor- yeah, good morning. Nice to know you, too. I'll have to make sure I come by the studio one morning yeah, instead great. of doing this via phone. That's great. Well, if I can, if they can, you know, let the security guards to let me into the Capitol, you know, or maybe I'll come down <laughs> well, and say hi just- to you sometime. If anybody who's listening ever, including you, of course, wants to come by the Capitol and doesn't want to wait through the lines, just call my office. I'll come and let you in. I think that this is silly. It's the people's house. Like, we shouldn't have all this extra. There you go. I find it pretty annoying. Hey, let me ask you about Senate Bill 811 that you've sponsored. Modifies provisions relating to child protection. So you're involved in that arena. We're going to talk about uh, initiative petition reform, obviously. We want to get there, too. But um, in light of the Senate testimony yesterday and the fiery, you know, back and forth between Josh Hawley and, and others with uh, with Mark Zuckerberg. What are your thoughts about social media and what, if anything, the state can do to to try to put a little shield around those youngins? Yeah, you know, it used to be that there were things that were done that were pretty basic measures to protect people. Um, pornography that was sold in stores had to be wrapped and behind a counter so that kids couldn't see it. And we've really lost all of those types of protections that are in place and so i haven't actually had a chance to watch the hearings yesterday although i have seen comments about it on social media i haven't been able to watch the whole hearings yet um, and i haven't been able to read senator holly's proposals but there is a real and deep concern about from parents about protecting their kids and we're seeing kind of what the long-term effects are for kids of um not just kind of changing their brain structure from a dopamine hit to try to get an instant gratification as you're scrolling, but also suicide and kind of, you know, this ideation that's happening for people when they don't live up to these ideals about the way our bodies don't really look, you know, all of this fake, um, you know, this kind of fake glorification of people and like fake glorification. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's kind of early for me still. But this, I, this kind of messed up view of the yeah. way that people are supposed to look as girls in particular are growing up. And you hear about 12-year-old little girls trying to be on diets. And so, yeah, I think it's something yeah. that's really important. Not, not everyone can have that Adonis body like Houseworth, Marsh, and me, you know, after all. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't met in person yet, but I'm sure I'm going to be astounded. Not this again. <laughs> Listen, we already we already had to, you know, vomit through the idea of a Wake Up in Missouri men's calendar <laughs> this week. John, you had a question for Senator Coleman. <laughs> yeah, Senator, we saw the House yesterday pass a bill to allow students to transfer to the uh, surrounding school districts. What do you think the fate of open enrollment this year on the Senate side? Yeah, I think you see education freedom is becoming more and more popular. Yesterday, the House passed by 86 votes, which is the highest margin we've ever seen an education reform bill pass in the state of Missouri from that chamber. Um, Last year, unfortunately, are the, some of the education freedom bills were killed by a filibuster um, at the end of session. I'm concerned that that might happen this year as well. So we're going to see kind of what happens next. Uh, Senator Andrew Koenig does have a bill on the calendar um, that would expand the education savings accounts program. 
it's always possible that when you have an education reform or, you know, kind of any bill that deals with these types of a specific issue can turn into something else. So maybe we'll see open enrollment be added to Senator Koenig's idea. Uh, this, you know, whenever that bill will come up. I, I never want to bet against us, but I am concerned about the level of chaos that's being caused um, in the chamber betting that something will get done. But certainly education freedom is something that every single member of the majority party has said publicly they want. And we see that polling not just exceptionally well in Republican um, voters, but Democrat voters, too. I mean, I think it's an 80-20 issue. Maybe it's like 75-35 for Democrats and a 90-10 issue for Republicans. People really, really want to see this done. They know that parents, not administrators, know what's best for their kids. And letting parents have some more options is really, really popular. Senator, we appreciate you joining us live. Uh, you know, the uh, the pro tem yesterday, uh, Caleb Browden told us that he, he, he it's certainly a possibility of initiative petition uh, reform. And also he mentioned school choice and, and some of the other school reform bills. Um, from his perspective, he'd like to see those come up next week. In terms of initiative petition reform, I want to ask you about the, the criticism from the Democrats is that, and I saw their signs uh, on TV this week, the you know, simple majority. And they would argue that Republicans are undermining the will of voters. Now, the Republicans basically say, no, these are out-of-state groups that are coming in. What say you? We're really bad at talking about issues. Initiative petition reform sounds like I need to fix my computer, (laughs) right? But what we're talking about is trying to make sure that really, isn't that kind of what it sounds like? I mean, IP reform, who the heck knows what that means? And so then people can say it means all kinds of crazy things. But what we're talking about is making sure that our founding documents can't be altered by one vote. In the last 20 years, we've had really just over a dozen changes that have happened to our state constitutions when we've had less than two dozen in the 200 years of America's founding documents. So people should be able to change the laws if they're mad that the legislature hasn't been able to make those changes. But that should be done in the law, in the statute, not in our founding documents, not in our constitution. And that's really what we're talking about as Republicans. We're wanting to make sure that it's harder to change our government, you know, our founding documents, not that it's harder to change policy. So I'm going to, they always accuse me of getting very lawyerly and nerdy. Not her. No, not our Stephanie. I know. No, it's it's for sure Stephanie. But I know Senator (laughs) Coleman is a fellow nerd with me on this. So there were so many proposals uh, floating around on it. And, you know, we've talked about it for years. And the Democrats are trying to say now, you know, this is something, you know, new. No, you you guys, I mean, the proposals have been floated for five years. Um, And I think there were 11 bills in that committee. So talk Mm -hmm. to us about what the Senate has kind of come to a consensus on and what you, you think will then get over to the House. So, Senator Searpoy, when I stopped by his office yesterday, I traveled uh, literally uh, to every Senate office, almost like I was door knocking in the Capitol. I started on the fourth floor and went to every single senator's office. Um, I wasn't able to talk to every senator. There were some meeting with constituents or unavailable, but I don't know that we're at a consensus quite yet. And um, as a fellow lady lawyer, I don't want to try to lose your audience, although they're the smartest in mid-Missouri, of the different ways that we're looking at kind of changing how we approve uh, changes to our founding documents, to our constitution, 
there's an idea called concurrent majority. And concurrent majority means we want to have not just a majority of a vote on any given election, but also a majority of a certain geographic area. And so some of the differences between the bills that were proposed were constitution were um, congressional districts, some were state house districts, some were state senate districts. My preference is is uh, in line with Missouri Right to Life idea and also in line with the way that we collect signatures to put something on the ballot. And that is a majority of the congressional districts. Right now you have to collect signatures to put something on the ballot in six of eight congressional districts. I think to change the Constitution, you should have uh, a, you know, a simple majority of the congressional districts. So five of eight congressional districts should have to be an agreement on an idea to pass. And the reason why is kind of the same idea of the electoral college, right? We don't want to roll over some of our more rural areas in the state. If the third district is a great example, a lot of times people aren't going to be spending money trying to talk about these issues in, um, you know, in the sixth or in the eighth, but certainly in the third congressional district, um, there these, it's less likely that people are going to campaign there. So it's important that a majority of the state really wants an idea and not just a majority of the population centers. Talking with, I lose you guys? With no, no, you're working. good. You're good. No, I mean, um, and we've heard that from Brian Houseworth here on right, the program, right. you know, with marijuana, for example. So, like, every rural county voted against it, but obviously the cities voted for it. And so, it, it, you know, you, you kind of get, yeah, you roll over the rural counties on some of these really blue issues, even well, though Missouri's a red another, state. Yeah, and that's another great example. You know, legalizing marijuana, maybe a majority of Missourians do really want to have marijuana be legalized, but... If that's the case and they want to put it in the Constitution, there shouldn't be the administrative functions of how that happened in the Constitution. But when it's as easy to change the Constitution as it is to change state statute, we've really incentivized people to be altering our founding documents, and I'm not okay with that. Well, if you think about it, it's ironic, isn't it, that the the argument in terms of you know, 50 plus one, you know, basically easy threshold for getting a petition to change the Constitution on the ballot actually takes ultimately the rule away from we the people. Because once it's in that Constitution, as you say, if there's something that's not quite right, and I mean, what what initiative in any forum is ever right on the first iteration, right? You got to you well, got to refine things. Clean and cleaner Missouri was a great example yeah, of that. Right. People wanted to get rid of rightly so lobbyist gifts, right? They didn't want people, um, you know, uh, there were were nicknames for certain legislators that are still talked about in the building because they wanted so many free tickets uh, or they wanted so many free perks. And the people said, no, you're you're just taking your turn to represent us. This is ridiculous. We don't want you to be um, um, enriched. But the language wasn't quite right. So after clean passed, we had to have cleaner Missouri (laughs) that made it abundantly clear what people wanted. And so it's just it makes common sense to me that we should make it harder to change our founding documents and easier or incentivize people for changing state statutes. Yeah, I mean, calibrating that to just the the Goldilocks threshold is what you're in search of. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, I have to ask you about school accountability under Senate Bill 814, the Education Freedom Act, because I'm. I, I don't know. People accuse me of being too much. I'd be a terrible legislator because I'm sort of a big picture guy, you know, but I'm thinking 
if the You'd real be a fine house member if, because if, in the house there's so many people you have to just vote like it's like user agreements for the iPhone also <laughs> like do I like the idea or do I not like the idea I can't get into the details well it talks about report cards and accountability and I think all of us know just ask Steve Jobs who was an academic failure ask Bill Gates say what you will about his politics the guy changed the world out of his garage and was an academic failure the the successful people in life often are not the good uh, grade scores in high school uh, they don't even go they may not go to college uh, but they love learning they're curious people they're inventive people they're creative people is there a way to include as a part of accountability tracking what happens to people after they leave school because shouldn't we really be about teaching kids the love of learning and curiosity and lifelong learning rather than am I really the one that can get the first answer to the next trigonometry question and is there any way to do that now with technology and the way we can sadly track people well, I mean, listen, I'm sympathetic to your argument that we want people to be able to have other measures of success. I think that when you look at some of the, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name, uh, the apprenticeship programs, right? Uh-huh. There are people who just, they're not ever going to want, they just, they're ready to work. They want to earn some money. Um, but offering different types of skill sets to students makes more sense to me than in having the government track people for the rest of their lives so they can prove that the education they got was good enough. Well, it's not so, tracking, um, but but some kind of a feedback loop to try to see how folks do after the government-funded education. You know, what's the real, what's the bottom line? You know, and I just think it might be something to look, make it, make it a voluntary thing, voluntary thing. I don't know. Anyway, we, we're running out of time. Uh, Hannah's going to just never allow me to be on the air with you again so we better <laughs> we better limit our conversation now but if you promise us you'll join us again i really want to express our appreciation I'll come, I'll come in studio next time so i can uh beautiful yeah hey we thank, thank you, you guys for having me hey and try to stay uh stay out of the the fights down there hope that you don't get bloodied in all the fights in the senate floor we want you to stay stay good i, I appreciate that stay Thanks. safe okay there she is thank you very much uh,